hello everyone and welcome to an all new episode of the Twitch Fix. As always, I am your host, The Juice, and this is where you can get your fix for in-between Twitch streams. Each and every week, you'll be able to hear interviews with your favorite Twitch streamers and more. Our guest today is mostly known for streaming a variety of games where they focus on indie games and platformers. He got his start as a Bind of Isaac streamer and most recently has been streaming Super Mario Maker. This is Grizzly Guy Gaming. How are you doing today, Grizz? Hey, I'm doing pretty good, man. I bet yourself. I'm doing good over here. Cool. All right. So to get started, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, geez, I don't even know where to start with that. I suppose I'm Grizzly Guy Gaming. I uh, uh, stream games <clears throat> on Twitch, I guess, like like was mentioned before. I'd sort of have a focus on like indie games and platformers, but I guess my sort of general steez with all of that is I just like uh, difficult things that like are outside of the realm of what most people play. Um, stuff that people are perhaps aware exists, but don't actually try because they're lame casuals that can't handle the stress. And then I bust through the stress barrier like a fucking stress wizard. I, you know, it's like, a, it's like, a, it's like, a, I mean, I've never seen it, but what was that one movie that that like M. Night Shyamalan did a version that nobody like Avatar, The Last Airbender. Yes. I'm like, a, yeah, I'm like, a, I'm like a stress bender. I just, I fucking, ah, and then I just beat hard video games. Um, I don't know, 27, live in Tucson, Arizona. That's kind of that's kind of kind of the general overview. All right. So, what led you to start streaming in the first place? Um, I don't really know. Like, I don't think that there was any like one thing. Like, that's sort of that's sort of a sort of a larger. It's kind of a larger thing. Um, I mean, because I've been like watching Twitch since Justin TV was a thing, but I wasn't really like super involved in any communities back then. I would basically just kind of get on Justin TV to watch like Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom three tournaments, um, and like StarCraft two stuff, because uh, they would like broadcast you know tournaments on Justin, and I always thought it was kind of neat, but um you know and and like and maybe at that point like somewhere in the back of my head there was like you know some indication of like hey dude maybe i could do that someday but i was like still in college and it wasn't really a serious thing that i wanted to pursue um and then i kind of like came back to twitch in a more regular capacity a little later uh and started watching a lot of summit 1g i used to watch summit like almost every day like just while i was doing other stuff i would just kind of have him on um and then kind of from there i sort of fell into watching like binding of isaac and i want to be the guy streams like most notably there was this dude he doesn't stream anymore but he was called yo 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 dude one you play a lot of fan games and i would watch him like almost every night um and then dudes like Dick Hammer, who's like Richard Hammer now, Cobalt Streak, Diatech, I Casper, uh, Lethal Frag, you know, that sort of mm -hmm. like OG Binding of Isaac crew. And then the dudes that like put on Balls of Steel. I used to watch that a lot, which kind of got me into that. And I actually sort of vividly remember one day like watching a Cobalt Streak stream and somebody like came into his chat. And was like, wow, Cobalt, you're like so good at this game. That's incredible. I can never be as good as you are. You know, it's like, I, I mean, that's not a direct quote, but it was like something to that effect. Um, 
And I just remember kind of being like, you know, dude, if somebody was like paying me to sit here and play the Binding of Isaac for fucking five hours a night, like, you know, five nights a week or whatever, I guarantee I could get that good at the Binding of Isaac. And then not too, like, not too, not too long thereafterwards, I started a stream. Um, and then I played a lot of Binding of Isaac. And then I eventually like to think I'm on that caliber now with that game anyway. So, you know, there you go. It's kind of that in a nutshell. Yeah, you've had some triple digit streaks in Isaac, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. My PB is like 188, um, which is kind of funny because it's sort of the like 188 is really good for like from a casual perspective. 188 is just kind of whatever from like, uh, you know, from the perspective of the dudes who are like really good at that game. Um, But yeah, no. I have like almost 3000 hours streamed in Isaac and I, uh, I, uh, it's uh, like, I have almost 3000 hours in Isaac in general and it's mostly all just streamed on Twitch. All right. So now you've moved on most recently to Mario maker. So why Mario maker? Well, uh, I think that Mario maker sort of like tickles that itch that the binding of Isaac did in a lot of ways. I mean, they're really similar games in a, it, like while being absolutely completely different and not similar at all, but like they're similar in the sense that it's sort of this endless thing with this like very high skill ceiling that, you know, you could play 10,000 hours of that game and you still wouldn't really hit your skill ceiling. Like there's always stuff to get better at. Isaac's kind of like that too. And then also the fact that it's just this sort of endless stream of content, like because people are just constantly making new stuff and people are like, you know, sort of redoing you know, old things, you like watch people like they, you know, as they make levels, they get like better and better and better. People find like new, just weird, obscure interactions between items and make entire levels around it. Like there's always stuff to learn. There's always stuff to do. And at a, at the point that you, at the point that you're clearing out like very difficult levels in that game, like you're beating stuff that you know like less than one percent because you can see the percentages on the levels it's like it's like you'll be like beating things that less than one percent of the player base can actually beat and even then like that stuff's not that hard like the really 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 hard stuff gets into like you know 0.08 percent clear rate like 0.03 like there's crazy stuff out there but it's just like a hard game that you can just grind for a long time which makes it attractive to me yeah, you definitely do a lot of Kaizo style levels. Have you ever considered yeah. or have you ever done any of the Kaizo hacks or anything? ROM hacks? Not like, um, and I guess not because necessarily I don't have an interest in it because I like watching ROM hacks and they seem cool. Like, my sort of thing though is like, I just, I really like Mario Maker, you know, and I'm sort of like, I'm not burnt out on that game yet. I feel like, rom hacks would be the next logical step um if i continue to play mario maker to the point that i'm just like burnt out and i don't want to play mario maker anymore because then you can just go play rom hacks and it's like a new thing but as it stands i just really like mario maker i don't have a reason right now to not be playing it um but i think the rom hacks are super cool i like i like watching them i absolutely like uh uh if i were to look into my crystal ball and see into the future i'm sure that i will get down on some at some point i just don't really plan on it right now 
So right now in Mario Maker, which one is your favorite style? Like, is it Mario World, uh, Super Mario World, New Super Mario Brothers? W- which one do you prefer, if you have a preference? Uh, yeah, no, nah, I like uh, Super Mario World and SMB3. Um, but that's just because those are the ones that you can... Those are the ones that have, like, the best item interaction and movement, in my opinion. Because, like, 3D World and, like, New Soup, it's... Like, those ones are... Those are, like cool but the movement is like a little slower it's like it's like it's 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 like it's like mario just feels heavier in those um i like i like smb3 and super mario world because that's where a lot of the kaizo tricks come from like a lot of the really kind of interesting levels that are kaizo themed that i see are generally like in one of those two themes and so i sort of gravitate towards them but i mean to be fair people do make really really cool stuff in 3d world and to a lesser extent new super mario bros too but there is some cool stuff there it's just that's not it's just i don't know i'm 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 less practiced in those are there any additions that you'd like to see to super mario maker that haven't been out yet yeah i mean for sure but they're all pipe dreams because nintendo doesn't really care about a hardcore audience like and not not in a not in like a bitter shade throwy way just like in general it's like you know the people that are out there like doing the kaizo stuff are not the primary demographic of super mario maker so i mean yeah but there's like a ton of stuff like if there was a quick reset that would be fantastic because like the death animation takes like eight seconds. It, it might, it might, it might even be less than that, but it's like, it's like, it's like a while. Like you can't reset from a checkpoint. There's no way to like view the level code when you're in a level, which is that. And that's all stuff that like from a casual perspective doesn't really matter, but from a streamer perspective would be nice to have. But again, like for much like so many other things, uh it's just not really i think their prerogative to like make a game with streamers in mind per se it's like people streaming that game and making cool kaizo stuff is sort of like secondary to the point of the game which isn't really to do that like the point of the game is just to make like well it's it's fun mario like i made this level and i gave it to my niece you know it's like that like that's sort of what they're going for and then people just make crazy stuff anyway and nintendo lets them but that's kind of where that ends i think yeah like right now if you get a checkpoint and you get soft locked you just either have to sit there for 300 seconds or you have to uh, reset and just hope you get back to that checkpoint easily enough Yep, yep. And also, it's a thing that people do a lot of the time, too, which is always hilarious, by the way. But if you get, like, when people die in order to skip the death animation, they'll just pause the game and go and reset the level because it's, like, slightly quicker. But then people die after the checkpoint, and then they go and they reset the level because they forgot that they got the checkpoint. It bumps them back to the beginning, and then it's, like, sucks to suck, dude. But you got to do it all again. (laughs) Moving on from Super Mario Maker for a moment. Just tell us a bit about your community and what people that are maybe just joining can expect. Uh, my community? Like, dang, dude, I don't even know. It's sort of, it's my community is a kind of interesting one on Twitch. It's, uh, uh, yeah. I'll go ahead and say it. One of my personal favorites. Um, I think like it's, it's it it's sort of this like weird hodgepodge because it's a lot of people from the Binding of Isaac. Cause I just played that game for a long time. Um, 
But then when I like flipped off of Binding of Isaac, there were a lot of people who just only really want to watch Binding of Isaac stuff. It's just sort of <clears throat> like there's just kind of some communities on Twitch that are like that. You know, Dead by Daylight comes to mind. It's another one that's, you know, not dissimilar to that. Um, but where like these big communities get like built up around like one specific game, Isaac's sort of like that too. So um a lot of the people that are hanging out now are people that I originally got from Isaac who have just sort of been following me around since then. And then like I did this really long variety stint. Um so it's like it's just like random people I scooped up from like, you know, wherever, like uh, uh, uh No Man's Sky or Darkest Dungeon, you know, near Automata, like just weird places. And I'm just like, hey, come hang out with me, dude. Um and then now, more recently, there's, like, a lot of Mario Maker people there. But I would say, like, the general vibe of my community <clears throat> is, uh, uh, a bu it's, like, it's a bunch of, like, friendly, uh, ironically toxic people. That's the, that's the, that's the, that's the probable vibe. Everybody is actually a uh, kind and caring sweetheart, but it's all about the memes. I kind of encourage a little bit of a meme culture chat. Cause that's what I think is funny. So uh, if you are new to my stream, you can expect a face full of green frogs, I guess would be what I would say. <laughs> yeah, that's actually pretty much I'm on par with the rest of your community. I started watching when you were playing Binding of Isaac. Yeah. And then as you moved into other games, I continued to watch. And then luckily this game I watched the second most probably is Super Mario Maker. Yeah, so for sure. It's for, for me, it was an easy transition, but yeah, I think absolutely. Yeah, I think a lot of what people keep you interested in their channel is just what you do with the community, your personality and everything. You know, you have a unique brand, I would say. <laughs> so Yeah, well, thank you. Um and I find myself in a bit of a fortunate position too, where because it's like it's like it's kind of weird to talk about yourself, you know, like within the context of Twitch, because it it because it, it like you are kind of like packaging up your ego and then trying to market that. So it's strange to like give your stream compliments because it almost seems like a little self-congratulatory in a way. Like, um, but, uh, yeah, I think that like, it's kind of funny because like when I go to TwitchCon and stuff, and I meet people that hang out in my community and whatever. It's like, there's so many people that are just like, it's like late twenties, like beard tattoo guy. And they're just like, yo, what's up Grizz? I'm like, it, it is, it is like, I don't know. I feel like the niche that I serve is like a cool niche that not that like, not saying I'm the only person out there, like, you know, with like, you know, some like, you know, tattoos and, you know, a weird way of like, inflection on my words or whatever but i do think that i am like i said like i serve i serve that niche well and i think that that i think my community and my channel was like a reflection of that another thing i've seen on your stream is that you do different things to interact such as i think you have the dartboard right where you throw yeah. it for uh subscribers yep. i think you had a big roulette wheel well not roulette mm -hmm. but a big wheel to decide what your next run was going to be. Do yeah. you have any other plans for other ways to interact with your community as, as time goes on? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I do, I'm actually like cooking up some stuff right now. I just, I kind of think that like, you know, for me, one of the, 
most challenging parts about Twitch from my perspective has been like, how do you make money without being a dick about it? You know, like, cause there's, there's like, because it's like, it's like a fine line. Cause like on the one hand, I'm not some like, Oh no, don't pay me any money ever. You know? Cause I do like being compensated for my time. Obviously it's like, you know, I'm like married and whatever I got, you know, I got a house, I got like lights I need to keep on and stuff. It's like, it's, 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 it's cool. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not anti money in general, but I also don't like, I like, I've never, I've never really liked like, uh, just like give me money and you don't get anything out of it style stuff. Like, you know, like going into a stream and there's just like a sub goal, and then you like hit the sub goal and like nothing happens and you just you know it's like it's like this dude just like hey this is how much money i need and then people just like give it i mean and i guess not even to shit on that because it's their prerogative and it's not like i'm like oh fuck those people i don't hate them or anything it's just it's not that's never really how i've wanted to go about it so i sort of have a philosophy of design behind some of my stuff that i do where I'm like, if I'm going to incentivize something, um, I want people to get something out of it too. Like if I'm not advertising shit and I'm just sitting here and you on your own volition decide to give me $20, that's like a different thing because I'm like, that's a choice you made that you didn't feel like pressured into by me or whatever. It's like you, you like on your own volition, you chose to do that. So I don't feel any kind of like moral responsibility towards that i guess like that's you know that's cool and you know thank you and whatever like but it's just but like at that point i'm like i didn't have a hand in you doing that necessarily so that's okay but if i'm gonna sit here and be like hey like oh man it would be cool if you guys would gift me some subs or like hey it would be cool if you guys would donate this money or hey it would be cool you know like whatever like if i'm actively pandering for these things i like there to then like once it hits a threshold, I'm like, okay, now I do a thing and I kind of like give back to the community that helped me get that goal because it helps me sleep at night. Um, so there you go. Like, and yeah, no, I definitely have some stuff actually in the works right now. I'm going to be retooling how my dark cam works a little bit um, and adding uh, potentially some other things that are similar to the dark cam, but not exactly that as a way to just kind of keep it like mixed up a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know if that exactly answers your question, but I no, just, it, yeah. it definitely makes sense. You know, you want people to of course support your stream, but you don't want to ask them for a handout. You know, you want to keep right. the stream pure, to what the point is and that's as a source of entertainment and it could take away from it if it seems like hey please give me money here um, yeah, yeah for they, sure yeah. and and like i don't know dude and that dynamic always just like gets squirrely to you like i mean you know it's like and i'm sure like maybe you've even experienced this too like i don't know but i mean yeah i've been on twitch for a long time and it's like you know sometimes you like go into streams and it's like you know i've even been like talking streams and people are just like well you know i don't know why aren't you subbed you know and stuff like that and i'm like you know I, again like i'm not even gonna like sit here and bash that necessarily because that's it's it's like it's their prerogative like that's the good part about streaming is that you can you can like really do whatever you want and that's kind of the thing i like about it like i'm like i don't think that there's a wrong way to go about doing any of that and i don't think that inherently people should be 
like chastised for making a decision about how they want to try and like run their stuff and make their money. I just know from my perspective, like I can only, I can only make stuff that I resonate with. And like, I don't resonate with that really. And I try and put myself in the position of like, okay, if I was just a guy like watching this stream, what would I like to see? And again, for me, it's a lot more like if people like if I'm going to actively advertise uh, a thing, like if I'm going to actively be like, you know, hey, give me subs or like, hey, give me money or hey, give me, you know, whatever. I like there to then be a point at like after all that where then I do something right like because I you know, like give subs back or I'll, you know, do a, do a, do a weird wheel spin or like whatever the case is like, you know, with some of that stuff. But I just like it like that. Cause it feels a little more transactional and it feels a little more like, you know, it's like, Oh, okay. Now this thing happens. So we get to do this fun thing as a community, as opposed to just me being this black hole that your money goes to and you never get any return from that, you know? Probably the first thing that a lot of people will notice when they first go to your stream is that you have a lot of unique art on there. Yeah. Is is that done by you? Some of it. Um. So the stuff like on my actual stream, that's mine. Uh, that's like stuff I drew. And I, uh, cause like, like I've always like dabbled in art stuff. I don't, I'm not, you know, like necessarily prolific by any stretch of the imagination, but I like drawing like little cartoony comic weird things. I actually have a web comic I do every once in a while called Muck Man. It's about a man made of muck and his, uh, delightful misadventures as a guy made completely from muck and what his life is like. And it's not, uh, pleasant ever, but, um, like you know but like the wall behind me that was like drawn uh there was like a um it's like a uh, the guy that does all my tattoos like painted a mural behind me so that's like that mural i have like stuff on my walls from like you know karu chan like drew who's like this really talented uh artist that like does emotes and stuff she like drew some of the stuff that's like hanging around me while i'm streaming and then it's like you know, my shelf behind me, it's like, I have like various art things from people in my community. Um, and the panels underneath my stream are also done by like Andrew Parker, who's the dude that also did the mural. So yeah, like, I just, I don't know. I just really like, like, I, I mean, I almost sort of, and this is like maybe a little deviation from the question, but I'll just toss it out there. Cause it's kind of on topic. Like, I just think that if I'm, sitting here trying to do some weird art shit and like i like none of that happens in a vacuum i guess is what i'm trying to say like it's like it's it's like i want to also support other people who are trying their hand at like some you know sort of weird alternative source to make their money and stuff and like where i can support people in doing that i like to um because i don't think that like artistic endeavors really happen in a vacuum like it's sort of one thing to sit back and appreciate something that somebody's doing and that's really easy and a lot of people do that but it's another thing to then actively step forward and say okay i appreciate that enough that i'm going to try and like use my money to help you make that a goal or a reality or whatever um, and I kind of resonate with other people who have chosen like strange paths through life or 
like you know ways to make a living outside of the norm and i always like trying to go out of my way to support people uh who do that oh and also Solgrin made my emotes and a guy named wanya das dude so that's all that those are those are those are the channel artist shout outs that's 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 everyone that's all the art that you see on my channel it's all those people before we dive a bit into some of the people that influenced you on twitch when you're first starting outside of twitch is there anyone that's been a major influence on you yeah dude my wife probably like i know that that's such a like i know that's such like a like kind of answer but realistically dude like i mean she's always been the person that is like like whenever i'm skeptical about any of my shit or i'm like oh man i fucking suck like you know or like oh like you know i'll have like a month or two where it's like you know my like i'm not making as much money as i did the month before or whatever and it's like you know i get in my head about it or anything like she's always the one who's been like nah dude you're funny like you know your stream's cool you got it like whatever and so she's been like a really big help um but then you know it's kind of like it's kind of like outside of my stream too it's sort of like like i mean you know she definitely comes to mind i'm 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 lucky in the fact that my parents aren't fucking weenies like they're pretty cool uh because i was kind of young when i started doing so and i mean i'm still pretty you know i'm only like 27 that's not like crazy old but like you know when i first started getting into all this twitch stuff you know i was like 23 and that's kind of like you know and that's kind of like okay you're sort of figuring out what your path is going to be time you know and i just know a lot of people who like wouldn't have really been as supportive um and my parents were always just like, yeah, dude, just do what you want. Like, you know, but not in like a blase, like, you know, like, well, we don't care. But they've, they've just they've just always been like supportive of stuff. But then, I mean, even through that, it's like, you know, you got to give a shout out to to like, you know, people who I have kind of met in my stream who have then actually become friends, you know, like, which I guess doesn't necessarily because that's not that's not necessarily outside my stream per se but there are people who it's like they started out as viewers and you know now i would actually consider them like personal friends and i talk to them and stuff and i mean i've just yeah i've 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 been i've been very fortunate in the sense that there has just uh, there has always been a pretty like cool group of people around uh that have been like very positive uh and you know just like nice and supportive of the weird shit that i try and get done what has been your biggest challenge as a streamer so far oh man biggest challenge um probably like the platform itself in a lot of ways is almost kind of the biggest challenge because i think that um like i think that the way that twitch is structured it kind of like and 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 i i don't think that this is inherently twitch's fault either i'm not like because i mean because then a follow-up would be like well what could they do better than this and it's like sort of nothing it just kind of is what it is but it's 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 a strange dynamic to be around people who are like sort of your co-workers but also like your direct competition all the time too um and I think that this mentality starts to sort of happen among Twitch and Twitch streamers that is sort of like success by any means, you know? And there's a lot of, there's just, there's just, there's just a lot of weird shit to navigate. Like it's inherently a pretty stressful way to try and make money. Um, And I think that 
that's like bottom up always sort of the same like even when people are kind of like oh well you know fuck ninja or whatever you know he's fine it's like it's like yeah like kind of but it's like that's still like that's a lot of stress you know like you know or like when people want to you know rag on who like who you know amaranth or whoever it's like no there's like oh fuck her but it's like but like i don't know man like it's rough it's like it's like it is like i mean objectively maybe some people are like killing the game a little harder than other people but i but there but it is like a mental it's a mental slog and that's like one thing that everybody has in common but then i think the thing that occurs is that like twitch is just so fickle like you can be like you know i've like in my time streaming i have basically watched my channel get gigantic like get small get gigantic get small like to the point that i'm like well whatever uh, like like if i'm not like i mean and maybe maybe i've never been gigantic but like you know get sort of like 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 i've just watched my metrics fluctuate so much and i'm like you know if i'm having a slow day today there's just going to be a hundred people here tomorrow and i can't just worry about that because it just because that's what it is and if you wrap yourself up and constantly just being worried about that all the time you're just going to have a fucking brain aneurysm like it's just it's a lot to pay attention to um and because of that i think that people just eat stress and have a really hard time navigating that uh and then you also have to manage a bunch of interpersonal relationships without a lot of face-to-face -face interaction or like conversation or communication with people which also then kind of like obfuscates things like it's just it's a it's a it's a really really strange medium um because i mean you know if you're like a stand-up comedian or something like you can sit you can like be on a stage and tell a joke and if no one laughs you're like okay cool nobody laughed you know and then you like move on but like if you're a twitch streamer it's like you gotta it, it's a lot more like poking around at stuff too because it's like you know if your channel is just slowly on a decline like there's no obvious reason that that's happening a lot of the time it's like you gotta figure that out and it's sort of murky territory to tread but then vice versa like if your channel's on like a big you know come up like it's also not really always all that obvious why that's happening either it's like you're just left to your best guesses so you can like put a lot of your time and energy into things that weren't really what people were interested in in the first place because you sort of erroneously concluded that this is what people were into or like so yeah yeah i don't know i think it's a it's a it's a, it's a it is a it is a gigantic it is a gigantic fucking quagmire dude it is a strange place to try and navigate i guess that would probably be the biggest hurdle right and outside of twitch i noticed you also have a youtube channel yeah uh, dude, so, yeah, i just started it did you want to tell us a bit about that and what people can expect uh that would be different from you know your twitch channel yeah sure dude i mean so like i okay so my youtube channel i have thus far like the only thing i really committed to is weekly uploads and i didn't really think about it too far after that i was just sort of like well i like want a place that i can put stuff that's not just twitch because especially when i'm doing mario maker like my initial thought was that like well okay because i'm doing mario maker and the thing with mario maker is that it's um it's kind of odd because once it's done, it's it's done. Like, I'll do, like, a really hard level, and it'll take me, like, two hours or something. Like, you know, just some brutal, 
stuff and then you finish it and then everybody just easy claps and chat and then you're just on to the next thing and it's just memory hold instantly and i was like well it would be cool to have a place that i could actually let some of this stuff live um because there's some things i've done in that game that i'm like hey that's pretty cool like that's sort of you know above what the average player could do or whatever um but you know more recently it's even kind of turned into a thing where you know, I was just like, hey, what if I just like tried to do like little like sketch comedy things for fun? Or what if I just, you know, like, like, I don't know, you know, I'd like went to a park with my wife and she just filmed me being a weirdo in public, like, you know, and other stuff. And I think it was pretty funny personally. Like, so it's sort of it sort of turned into this. Um, It sort of just like turned into a kind of catch all, I guess, for like other other stuff I feel like making that just isn't appropriate or uh possible on my twitch stream and i guess that's kind of what you could expect from my youtube channel all right great the next thing i want to go into is our next segment i'm going to play a few clips from your stream and you are just going to try to identify what the heck was going on here okay okay yeah for sure easy all right so this is the first one Jesus fucking Christ, dude! Why did you make this? Ah, all right, it's fine. All right, any idea mm. what what caused that reaction? Ah, uh, okay. Based on the coins and the reaction, uh, can I ask? Can I ask? Can I ask a question? Can I? Because I can't see that clip. Can I ask you a question about what's happening in that clip? What's the question? Am I falling downwards? Yes. Yes. Okay, cool. I know exactly what that's from then. That is from a level made by infamous Greg, uh, where the last segment of the level is this like weird choke that happens in between these two pipes. That's actually crazy. I remember this. If I'm right about this, this was like five months ago that that clip was, you know, whatever. But I still I, I, I think I think I still remember that level. Or it's this like weird joke that happens like in between these things and you end by like trying to go down this pipe, uh, but it's like really tight and that's like an infamous Greg staple. And I think I'm right about that. Yes. Um, I believe Boom. that you got stuck between uh, munchers there at the end falling with you. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Because infamous Greg would always do this thing in his levels. Where essentially the transitions in between the screens, there's always something right at the end that just murders you 900 times before you can actually progress. So murder actually brings us into our next clip. So that's a good transition we got there. Hell yeah. That's the reason anytime a lizard comes inside the house or whatever, that lizard is dead, dude. It is like dead. And not only is it dead, it's like fucked with before it dies, man. It's like slapped around until its guts are kind of hanging. All right. So why is this lizard dead? Uh, because I'm holding Dante the cat and showing people that uh, uh, that's what he does whenever a lizard comes into the house. And not only does he like kill the lizard, but he'll like rip it in half and then he'll kind of pretend like he's not interested anymore and start walking away until it starts trying to crawl away. And then he's like interested in it again. And yeah, dude, as cute as that little guy is, I always think about it where it's like, dude, if my house cat was just like, like we'll even say like three times bigger, like not, you know, not it's 500 times. I'm saying like that cat three times bigger. And like, I'm in trouble at that point. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Those things are just made for murder, dude. <laughs> yeah. So that was correct. It was uh, your cat killing machine. 
And yeah, the lizards aren't really a problem that I have here. I guess that's more of a Tucson thing. Yeah, no, nah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, so here's our last clip that we have. Oh, eat my fucking dick, Loomis. God damn it. Oh, okay, cool. With the clip ending. <laughs> yeah, word. With the clip ending with eat my fucking dick, Loomis. I know exactly what that is because Loomis makes 3D World Kaizo. And that would have been a level with a don't touch the ground uh, like modifier and a troll at the end where the last jump is very tight and kind of forces you to touch the ground, uh, making the uh, making the flag uh, go translucent right before you can touch it if you don't do the last jump perfectly. Absolutely, yes, that is exactly yep. what happened. Yes, you touched the ground, so you want to hint to eat a dick, and I, I don't know what the verdict is on that yet, but. Yeah, dude. Oh, you know, I, I fuck it, dude. Loomis makes such good levels, and that's always my reaction to all of his levels. But they're, all, but I mean, but I mean it with love. They're all very good. <laughs> Next, I was able to get some questions, uh, viewer questions from your community. The yeah. first one is from Cinnamon Boy. Oh no, Cinnabon Boy. That's much different from Cinnamon yeah, Cinnabon. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> He wants to know about your thoughts on Twitch culture and how you see it evolving in the future and what it, and what you do. Well, I mean, I guess that kind of means what you or I guess that kind of depends on what you mean by Twitch culture in general, because I don't really like because Twitch culture is sort of interesting because it's this one gigantic blanket thing that is comprised by a bunch of tiny things. You know, if you like look at some NBA 2K streams and then you look at some art streams and then you look at some just chatting streams. And then you look at like the Dead by Daylight directory. It's like, you know, you're looking at four completely different worlds. But I mean, but that's all Twitch culture still. But it's like it. But it also I mean, they almost like don't even look similar at a certain point. Um, Just because everything inside of it is so like just different. Like it's all it's all very different. Um, But uh, I mean, how do I see it evolving? Like. Uh, I I guess the big thing that I have noticed in my day-to-day -day life is that when I started streaming, nobody knew what Twitch was. And these days, if people are like, yo, what do you do? Or like, you know, whatever. And I like bring up Twitch. It's like people just instantly are like, oh, okay, cool. You know, it's like I don't have to explain to them what Twitch is anymore. So I think that like the future evolution of the platform and not even just the platform of Twitch, I guess I'm sort of talking bigger like of content creators and influencers and stuff like that like i think that as time goes on and as the you know millennials start to become the new boomers and the zoomers start like you know rolling up like it's just going to be sort of this ubiquitously accepted thing like whereas now you know it's like i try to explain to like my father-in-law what twitch is and I, and he just, I mean, he's like an old dude, so he can kind of wrap his head around it, but he's never really going to completely understand. It's not really for him. But as all of the people who continue to like get older and older and older, like with it, it's, I think at some point, just like the streamer influencer culture in general is just going to become this sort of like accepted and like maybe not a hundred percent respected but at least understood part that it like plays some kind of role in kind of culture and like part of the zeitgeist you know it'll be in the conversation the next question comes from good guy gwen 
He said that your parents didn't really let you buy video games growing up. He wants to know what your hobbies were growing up. Dude, I was an only child and without video games that lived in like this suburban hell of like this neighborhood with no kids in it. So my hobbies growing up were a lot of like wandering around in the desert by myself. And that's not the most interesting answer, but it's like, whatever. I mean, I liked skateboarding a lot. Um, I used to just like skateboard around my neighborhood. Uh, there was a graveyard by where I grew up. I used to go smoke cigarettes in the graveyard, you know? It's like just kind of like typical sort of, well, I don't know, I guess maybe how typical that is, but it's, it's, it's a, lot, a, a, lot of, a lot of time by myself. I used to read a lot. Like I still read a lot, but I like not anywhere near the amount that I used to. Like, you know, I'd straight up like when I was when I was a kid, it's like, you know, I was probably like rolling through like two books a week for a really long time just because there was nothing to do. Like, you just sit around and just read stuff and go wander around, poke stuff with sticks and whatever. Good guy, Gwen, was not done there. He also had a couple of other questions. Also wants to know what is the ultimate goal or vision you have in mind for your stream? I mean, the ultimate goal for me has always like I already achieved my ultimate goal. I don't like. I mean, there's like little things that would be nicer, you know, it's like obviously like, yeah, you know, if I could fandangle a way to like, you know, make more money, like without the, you know, at like without the expense of quality or community or whatever, like that would obviously be cool. And I know that's like a kind of a shitty sellout answer, but you know, that is what it is. Like, you know, it would be cool if there was, you know, some game that I could find that I could really sort of like dig my heels into and kind of like make a little home base out of like Mario Maker's kind of that, but I don't think I'm going to be able to ride that wave forever. I'm going to have to move on eventually. Like, you know, I never really found like another Isaac when I was done with Isaac um where you know there was just kind of this like community around it and stuff um you know it'd be cool to like ultimately do that like i'd like to push like my art like in other capacities like stuff that i draw you know like little things i try to make for youtube or whatever it would be cool if that could take off eventually but i mean the stuff but like but the thing is like I mean, I already got what I wanted and what I wanted was essentially a stream that pays for itself that also lets me bank a little extra at the end of the month. And I have that. So like, I don't really want for a whole lot. Like I have a bunch of little pet projects kind of in the midst of that as well. Um, but like realistically, I'm very happy with how everything is right now. So any future goal that I have isn't a goal because i think that anything necessarily needs to change drastically from where i'm sitting it's like any future goal that i have is really just that i have finally kind of cultivated an online following to a point that i have the opportunity to do stuff that isn't just sitting and playing video games on twitch um, and I want to continue capitalizing on that to keep making stuff. And I also will say, I probably said this at the top, but I'll say it again. I feel very fortunate that that gets to be my answer to that question. Cause I, cause I think I am pretty lucky in that regard, but that's just, that's just kind of what it is. Good guy. One also wants to know your biggest pet peeve you have with Twitch viewers. Oh man, biggest pet peeve with Twitch viewers, dude. Jeez. Um, like where to even begin? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, 
I think that like maybe one of my biggest pet peeves, and I I I understand how this happens. Um, but like people gotta understand that like I don't really know you, you know, like and like some people I do sort of know, but other people it's like I mean, like people who hang out in my stream, essentially, it's like they get a lot of information about me. It's like, you know, they know where I live, like not my, not where I, you know, not my address, but like, you know, they know like the, the state I live in. They know the city I live in. They know my wife's name. They know my cat's names. They know the music that I enjoy. They know my cadence. They know, you know, more or less a lot of my political opinions. They know my hobbies. They know the artists that I'm into. They know the video games I enjoy. They, it's like, it's like they, like, you know, I mean, they know, like, you know, what my favorite food was when I was eight, you know, just like, just weird shit. It's like, if you sit in there, because I just, because I'm just trying to fill up space. So I'm just like, you know, I'm just talking, 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 talking. And um, so because of that, like a lot of people who watch my stream, especially people who've been watching my stream for like a really long time, they sort of get this like intimate knowledge of me. Like they actually do kind of know me pretty well. Um, but the flip side is that like a lot of people, like I don't really know them very well. Um, and sometimes uh, I think that you end up in situations where people want to like approach you or like talk to you kind of on this like one-to-one sort of friend level, um, or this, like this sort of, this sort of comfort of rapport, but like they've kind of built it up towards you because they've just been watching your shit for so long, but you never really built it up towards them because it's very very one-sided um and i think that sometimes people sort of like cross boundaries a little bit with that or they like step on toes or whatever because it because again their sort of their sort of view of my relationship with them is tilted because it's not really my view of my relationship with them if that if that if that makes sense it's like it's like their perspective and my perspective, like don't really sync up and they, you know, they sort of feel more comfortable with me than I do with them. Um, and because of that, they can like kind of cross lines with that sometimes. And that's probably if I had to, if I, if I had to pick one pet peeve, that is probably my biggest pet peeve. Yeah. You're pretty much on full display while you're streaming. And then it's just a couple of things that they type to you in chat that sometimes you can't even read all of it. So yeah, for sure. Come to you. Yeah. I could, yeah. I could definitely see that. And again, I want to like throw it out there too that like I'm not even like, you know, I'm not even saying that in a way where I'm like, oh yeah, fuck those people. Like it's not it's not like that. It's like I understand why it happens. But, you know, by nature I'm just kind of like a very introverted person anyway, which I don't really think that people necessarily get from me when I stream because I'm sort of over the top, but like in my day-to-day life I'm really like, you know, I just like, I don't know, I just like sitting by myself and whatever, like and I think that sometimes people that I just like don't even really know very well are like, you know, I don't know, hitting me up about like really personal stuff. And I'm just like, I don't really want to go down this road with you. But now you're kind of making it awkward because like I also don't want to be mean because I want to like, you know, I like I appreciate the people who support my stream. So I'm not trying to be a dick, but it's like it's like you put me in this weird position where now I have to either like be a dick or ignore you or like humor this 
sort of line of questioning that I'm not entirely comfortable with. It's like it's it's again speaking of quagmires. That is a that is another whole little social quagmire you just got to navigate sometimes. Our last viewer question is from Invariable, and you kind of went into this a little bit, but then they have a follow up. They want to know about when you stopped being a casual streamer and decided when you wanted to start making money off the hobby, and what changes mm-hmm. that entailed as far as your attitude and channel direction um fuck man that's a that's a that's a big question actually uh dude shout out to invariable that's actually yeah that's a that's a really good question because i actually have to think about that for a second um like i don't know man i mean i think the thing for me was that when i started streaming i set a goal for myself and i was like okay i'm gonna give this a year basically and i and it was literally that's 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 what it was i was like because i started in like october of 2015 i believe it's like around there and i was like because i've been doing it kind of casually at first you know and then I was like, okay, I'm gonna actually gonna like set a schedule and really try and make a go of this. But I was like, if this isn't working in a year, I'm just gonna be out because I've seen a lot of people where, it, like, you know, it's one thing if you're like a little bit more of a hobbyist and you're just kind of doing it for fun and it's like, you know, you're just you, you enjoy the online community aspect. It's not really like messing with your stuff. Like that's all good. But I mean, but I've also seen people where it's like. You know, they're like three years in. It's like affecting their relationships. Like it's affecting their work. It's a, like it's like it's like it's being this like negative pole, and they're sort of chasing this dragon. And it's like it, it just keeps not working. And it's like fuck, man. Like that's rough, you know? Because it's like on the one hand, you don't want to throw in the towel because you just you already spent all this time on it. But it, but on the other hand, like I mean, you know, if if you're like like you know, if you're getting into like serious arguments with like you know you're like what like whatever your fucking girlfriend or like your boss or whoever because like streaming is becoming too big of an influence on your stuff and you're not really seeing any reward from it i don't think that that's like a particularly healthy way to go about it um and that's just kind of my view so and 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 i've and i've watched that happen to uh, like actually kind of a staggeringly large amount of people so i was sort of like well okay i'm gonna give this a year and if it doesn't work within a year i'm just gonna stop trying basically but i'm gonna like full force 100 percent all effort like just take it super seriously for a year like basically pretend i'm a full-time streamer for a year and just see if i can't you know make something happen and that was pretty brutal because at that point you know i was still like working 40 hours a week and stuff like you know even longer sometimes then i would go and i'd stream for like 30 35 hours a week and then when stuff started really picking up i started streaming like 50 hours a week um sometimes like and actually because because i used to stream for 8 to 12 hours uh like six nights a week that was like my schedule because i was just pushing it really really hard because i wanted to try and get partnership um and then the fun fact about that is actually i got partnered literally one year to the day like after i told myself i'd give myself a year which is just kind of it's like oh hey it almost feels like it was just sort of meant to work out like that i don't know how much i really believe in fate or whatever but it's like it's just interesting i'm like oh cool it, it was exactly one year um that it sort of took to build everything to that point 
Um, but I think for me, it was like, it was like really like that decision sort of meant that there wasn't like this huge transition from more casual to less casual. Cause I sort of went, like when I decided to do that, I almost kind of went into it with this attitude that I wasn't going to take it super casually. Like, so there wasn't really like a huge ramp up. Well, that's not even exactly true. There were, there were, there were like little ramp ups inside of that year period, but there wasn't like a flip switch at any point. It was like, I went into that knowing I was just going to like full force. And I was really fortunate because at that point I had a job or I was working, I was doing like photography and post-production, which I actually still do. Um, just in like a lesser capacity than I used to back then. Um, and so I, you know, I could kind of like work around a schedule that I could set for myself. So it freed up a lot of time. Like my streams could just sort of happen like when they happened. And then I just fit all the other stuff I had to do around that time. So I could stay pretty consistent um, among other things too. But it was just, it, it, it was, it was a good time for that to happen. Uh, and then the second part of the question, which was like, what, what, like, 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 like when stuff started ramping up, how did the mentality change? Was that, was that the second part of the question? Yeah. How did that change your attitude towards streaming? Um, I kind of hated it actually, which is like, maybe not the, maybe not the, maybe not, not the most glamorous answer, but yeah, I like, I almost stopped streaming pretty soon after I got partnered. Uh, just cause I was like depressed and angry and stressed out. And I just like, didn't want to do it anymore. Um, and, uh, you know, like raging alcoholic, like, you know, fucking just blackout drunk every night, like just really unhappy, spent all my, like, I would, I would like end stream and then just go get hammered, pass out, wake up, start streaming, stream 12 hours end stream, get hammered, pa like just over and over and over. It's kind of a, kind of a, kind of an unhealthy little continuum I had found myself in, which was sort of like at the time it felt appropriate. Cause I was like, this is just what you got to do. Chase your dreams, man. Like I'll just push it further than other people are willing to push it. And that's why I'll do. Okay. Um, and I think that it, uh, it it's like, uh, maybe this is sort of a bad take, but I think the moral of that is almost kind of like, I was sort of right, you know, <laughs> like, I like kind of like, because I did push it further than other people were probably willing to push it. And it did work out okay for me in the end. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that. I mean, again, it kind of goes back into what I was saying, where it's like, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a cutthroat industry, dude. Like a lot of people don't really want you to do well. A lot of people aren't really your friends. Like a lot of people, you know, will just kind of gun for you for whatever reason. Um, but I think that my mentality back then was a lot of like letting that bother me or sort of like when people didn't like me, I kind of saw it as something I was doing wrong. Like it's like I needed to, you know, whatever, try and like, it, it, like, it sort of seemed like a problem that needed fixing, I guess. And now I see it and I'm like, it's like, kind of like fuck them at a certain point. Like, it's not really, that's, I, it's not a problem I need to fix. I'm fine. I got my stuff. I'm like, I'm, 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 I'm doing good. I feel okay. Uh, 
but I think that also just like the compounded stress of just like pushing everything way too far because I pushed it I just pushed it like way too hard and I was just kind of miserable and then after a while I was like I don't even really want to stream anymore because like you know I could go and I could like get a job at a grocery store as a bagger and I would also hate that so like why am I why like why am I doing this thing that I hate when I can just go do this other thing that I hate that's probably less stressful you know and then it was kind of around that time that I was like well maybe my attitude is actually what's the problem and that's when I switched to five days a week from six days a week and I switched to like five hours a night from eight to twelve uh and I gotta say that's one of the best decisions I ever made because I actually really like streaming I was just it just turns out that what I was doing was wholly unsustainable and I just didn't really see it like that at the time yeah that makes a lot of sense anyone can get burnt out from that and at the end of the day you just can't please everyone so and you got to take care of yourself so i definitely yeah i understand where you're coming from there nah and also i mean i think that like you know one kind of final point i'll make to that too is i don't think the people who are sort of like i'm about to kind of make a sweeping generalization but i think i'm actually pretty much right about this and if anybody hears this and is like well actually I know this anecdotal exception, like I, I, I understand there are exceptions, but I think like by and large, a lot of the people who gravitate towards Twitch are already maybe not the most like well-rounded people in the first place. Like um, there's just like a lot of people who like already sort of deal with like, you know, depression or anxiety, or they're like not super social individuals. Like, you know, they're not sort of the textbook, like, you know, kind of quote unquote, like normie types. Um, which I think also makes it attractive to people who want to stream because you get to sort of like exist in your own space and it's really comfortable because you sort of set your own parameters, you set your own boundaries. It's like, you don't really have somebody like telling you what to do. If people are overstepping, you can just get rid of them really easily. Like, you know, you sort of attract other like-minded people who are maybe sort of like traversing off a beaten path or whatever. And so it's cool and you kind of consolidate that. But on the flip side, like, you got to have healthy habits in there, too, because I just think that a lot of the people who are attracted to Twitch are oftentimes people who are at risk of, like, not setting their lives up in healthy, happy, sustainable ways. Um, And that's, like, a very learned behavior, I think. Like, I don't necessarily... Like, maybe there's some people who are kind of that way naturally, but I think by and large, it's actually... It's like, like you got to kind of learn how to do that. Like, you need to sort of learn how to be organized. You got to learn how to be, like, healthy mentally. You got to, like, learn a lot of that shit. And, of course, there's people out there where, you know whatever the fuck like neurochemical imbalances I, I i i understand that but i also just think that like just sitting around and existing isn't necessarily like for all people it's not necessarily like the path to happiness it's like you got to like struggle towards happiness and i think places like twitch uh, create this sort of complacent echo chamber sometimes where it sort of enables people to not try and do that stuff um and you just gotta watch out for that because that's a pit you can fall down pretty fucking quick if you're not paying attention yeah i agree wholeheartedly some people twitch is a great outlet for some people it can be a trap and yeah so people just have to be careful be respectful of yeah. others and themselves which is easier said than done a lot it's yeah, pretty absolutely answer. <laughs> but yeah i totally agree with where you're going with everything on that and let's see so that's it for our viewer questions uh the last thing we have coming up is word association have you ever done well, a word association before 
Yeah, you say a word, I say the first word that pops into my head, that kind of Pretty thing. Much. Yeah, word or phrase, doesn't matter. Um, all right, so first up we have Kaizo. Uh, M Mario. Viewer levels. Viewer levels, but like spelled with a B. <laughs> Goomba. Roomba, like the vacuums that like clean your house. Boom, boom. Uh, Vanga Boys. It's like that boom, 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 boom. I want you in my room. Like that song. It's a good song. Uh, Blind Jump. Uh, Blonde Jump. I don't know why that kid, but that, but that. I don't know why. That's just the first thing. Snake Blocks. Snake Blocks. More like Snake Rocks, dude, because I really enjoy Metal Gear Solid. Catsuit. Catsuit? Um, I, 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 I picture a guy like who skinned a bunch of cats and is like wearing them as like a nice leather, you know, like cat leather suit. And like, maybe someone's like throwing blood at him on some kind of red carpet somewhere. Yeah, that, that took a dark direction, but I, I can, yeah. I can see that. Uh, Twitch chat. Twitch chat is where it's at. Waifu. Waifu, dude, cyanide, obviously my blue hair emote girl. That's that that's the only acceptable answer to that question. Shell jump. Shell jump at shall jamps, which would be a uh, little shout out to Space Pig, because he always calls them that, and I can't hear that phrase without thinking about it. Meowser. Meowser? More like meow, sir. So it's like a cat and like a top hat smoking a pipe. The second you said Meowser, that was all you needed to say. I totally had that image already. The second there it is. Like a yep. Cat pretty much with a Mr. Peanut outfit. And... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, with a little monocle. Yeah, totally, dude. <laughs> all right. So that's it for word association. You took a couple of those in directions I didn't expect, but I guess that's the point. And we're actually going to tr skip trivia because Mario Maker does not really lend itself to the best trivia teams. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, so I just wanted to thank you again. This is Grizzly Guy Gaming, also known as Grizz. And any parting words? Um, no, nah, I mean, I guess I would just say uh, uh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Um, if you want to see, like, Mario clears, I post them to my Twitter. They're kind of interesting, I think, if you're inclined to be interested in that sort of thing. Uh, uh, my Twitch streams got game stuff and my YouTube channel doesn't always have game stuff and you can find me on all those things and if you want to get a hold of me for any reason Discord is the best way to do it I don't really check my Twitter DMs alright perfect so thanks again I'll make sure to leave links to everything that Chris just mentioned in the uh, podcast info cool hell yeah well yeah dude nah, I really appreciate you having me man thank you no problem Thank you so much for listening to the Twitch Fix this week. We'll be back again next week. I definitely recommend checking out Grizzly Guy Gaming. He streams Tuesday through Saturday. He usually streams around 5 p.m. Mountain Time, but you can usually catch him other times as well. He did recently start playing some new games as well, besides Mario Maker and Isaac. So I definitely recommend checking out the variety of games that he's been posting lately. Thank you so much, and see you next week.